Hello and welcome to the Design vs Podcast, where a designer bribes two unwilling guests into debating a topic of his choosing. In this episode, the topic of choosing is PPC. Unlike my intro, PPC ads really do make a good impression. Or do they? Joining me this week is a man with a plan who puts a C in PPC. It's Chris Ellis. How are you, Chris? Good, mate. Thank you very much for that introduction. Yeah, uh, it's good to have you in my podcast. It's good to be on. Good yeah. to be on. Uh, alongside Chris is a rather tall bloke who enjoys a g- good noodle sandwich, <laughs> though some might disagree. <laughs> Welcome, Sam. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. And uh, those who disagree are just plain wrong. I can fully <laughs> endorse the noodle sandwich. That'll be a completely different episode, I'm pretty sure, for this Design Versus mm-hmm. podcast. Um, so, topic of today, PPC ads. Chris, I'm going to just read out an extract that I read on a blog um, The question is, obviously, why PPC ads are important. Um, What it said was... Did I write the blog? Did you read the blog? Did I write the blog? Did you write the blog? No, a fella named Dave did. Not our Dave, some other guy. I don't think our Dave come out. Yeah, random (laughs) Dave on the blog. He's all crayons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It says, what sets apart an excellent website from the not-so-great ones is that a well-designed website helps boost a BPC, PPC advertising campaign while increasing your site's conversion rate. In other words, PPC and web design do go in hand-in-hand hand when it comes to marketing your business. Would you agree with that? 100%. You can have the, the best ads in the world, the most targeted ads in the world, but if you take it to a website that looks like it's done on Microsoft Paint, it's not going <laughs> to convert, is it? It's just not going to convert. You can have the best product in the world but if the website is rubbish mm. then you're not getting any conversions it's like you could have you could have sam like sam loves writing copy you could have sam do the copy it could read amazing but if it just looks like a bag of spanners <laughs> unless you're selling spanners it's not going to convert so yeah they do go hand in hand okay i mean uh, there's also obviously the design element of it that the design has to look whatever it is, whether it is a PPC ad or a social ad or even the graphics that we put on the website. Uh, so while I do agree with that, I don't know too much about PPC, you see. Like, I've, I've always been asked to do Google ads and social ads, yet I never see the results side of it or why, why it has always been such an important part of a website performance. Yeah, I mean, you'll never see it because you're never in the target demographic. Mm. And so when we create the audiences, we never want, like, the the designers who's mad into gaming and owns more caps than he does, you know, utensils. <laughs> You're never the target audience. Not but, that kind of designer. But we need, I mean, the PPC ads need to be, what I find with design sometimes is that when you design an ad, you will design it to design best practices. Hmm. Which is stuff that you know is really creative, but sometimes for paid, especially paid social, like we need to take your really nice ad that you've created and we need to like lay a load of text over it to get our message across kind of thing <laughs> and then that's when you pull that face at me when you're really not happy when I've done it um, so it's sometimes it's a bit it's a bit harsh on the designers because they spend time creating something that's really nice visually and then to make it work as an ad then we have to then go and layer over the text the call to action everything like that so it's a bit tough on you guys sometimes. It is. When I first came to doing PPC ads, I think the first time around, I was asked to do Google ads. And yeah, display I, ads. Yeah, display ads. Is that the correct term? That's the one, yeah. Excellent. Okay, so make sure I don't offend anyone for saying... We're, we're not going to offend it easily. No? No. You sure? Yeah. Okay, Foggy does upstairs, but he's up there for a reason. Yeah, Foggy's our other PPC uh, specialist there. 
couldn't, couldn't join us today. No. Well, you can hear him from upstairs, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if we're quiet enough, then yeah, we can. Um, so I did Google ads, or paid ads, like you said, um, but I also did social ads too yeah. at the same time. And just is, for, to me, I was going to exaggerate and say it's a thousand different sizes, but there's different types of uh, marketing ads that, that we can create. Um, do you want to like, outline a few of them? Yeah, you, so you've got your standard remarketing ads on Google, so they're all different sizes. Normally, you've got square, so you've got anything like 300 by 300, 300 by 250, 600 by 500. They're probably the most popular. Then you've got your banners and your skyscrapers. So you've got the ones that just go along the bottom, and then you've got the ones that go, the tall ones that go down the side on sites for remarketing. They're pretty much just like company colours with a little bit of text and a small call to action. But the ones that we do a lot of tend to be the Facebook, LinkedIn ads. They're my favourite ones. LinkedIn are the ones. They're they're the ones at the minute. Every every client wants. We did a podcast on this yesterday. Jonathan will put it here. Um, so we did a podcast on this yesterday about how popular LinkedIn ads are becoming now for businesses, especially B2B kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, the ads for them, they're, they're going through through the roof at the minute. It's, it's so competitive, it's so busy, but we do a lot of those. And then you get like Twitter as well. But normally for Twitter ads, you can kind of repurpose what you've done for Facebook ads and, and just get them across there as well. Sam, do we get a regular influx of uh, clients re requesting for PPC ads or? Um, <clears throat> we do, it's obviously a really popular service. Um, it's something that's always been not a quick and easy win, but it's like if you're gonna start and you're gonna work with organic, clients always want that quick result. You know, Organic takes time, it's got its place, but usually when they come in and they're sort of a new client, they say, oh, we wanna generate this immediately. There's only really one tactic to go to and that is PPC, you know, it gets those leads in straight away. Yeah. Um, like Chris says, you can pick between, you know, your Google search ads or your, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, and it depends on how you're trying to find the audience. Um, and obviously from a strategy point of view, we'd look at it and say like, is there a lot of search people already looking for this service? Are you looking at Google ads? Yeah. Or do we have to go out and find that audience? Do we want to put ourselves in front of them where they're hanging out, which is usually on social channels? So it's a, a little bit of give and take. And I think you know a good mix of all of those channels is always like the preferable for uh, PPC. Mm. It's, it's tough when we get a new, a new, say if we get a new client who is, they get a brand new website, that their SEO is going to take a good 18, months two years to, to, to get some good solid rankings mm. because it's a brand new website so then they'll often think of like paid as like a quick win and, and it, whilst it does get can get results faster it's not just a quick win it's more a part of the overall marketing plan um, it just helps accelerate that a bit yeah definitely yeah. I think from an ROI point of view as well it's it should be an easy sell I mean you get to a point where you can say for every pound you're spending you're making five pound if it's being done you know with that ROI in mind, so it's a no-brainer. Why would you switch something off if it's giving you five x what you're spending? Yeah, I, mean, I was looking at some ROI that I'd worked on previously for clients, and in like one year on the Google Ads, one client got like a six hundred percent return, and then the other year, a client got sixteen hundred percent return. That's crazy. So that and that's just and that's through Google Ads, and obviously that's not all at once. It's like if you get a client in and then you sell them something, then you upsell them kind of thing, but. You know that's what can happen once you get that that initial that initial client in. I mean, people laugh when I tell them this, but we do Google Ads for Digital Twenty Two. So if people are looking for a HubSpot agency, HubSpot manager, anything like that, they, they've got, we get a lot of clients in through through that as well because 
you know, we, we, we practice what we preach, so to speak. We, we run our own ads and we run our clients' ads exactly the same. Hmm, I agree. Um, but does uh, design, or rather, does paid ads rely on design? Yeah, we do. 100%? 100% because I am awful on Canva. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we do because, because you understand it as well. So once you, I mean, well, we sometimes, sometimes when we get a new client on, it's a bit of a struggle trying to get their design and their tone right on the ads and, and in the messaging. But then once we've worked with them for a while, we can get these ads, we'll get a brief and we'll we'll send these ads over to them to come back with no amends, I do the copy, no amends, and then they'll, they're up within like two days. So one design is vital to doing the ads because we need to make sure that they look right and then you've often worked on the landing page, that looks right, it all falls, it all works well and then we get more conversions in that way. Yeah, the biggest frustration from my side of it is like you mentioned like at the start with the paid ads, uh, there's all these different sizes and for me that's the biggest challenge of it all, like trying to get them all to be variable and fit onto the smallest canvas size being the really tiny one, yeah. the one where they're usually housed on, but they can just sort of, it's just be text. Uh, yeah, that's what it's gotta be. Color. It's gotta be text and once you get into the rhythm and you've got like a template with all your sizes on, and you can kind of know then when you've done a design, you can look at all the different sizes and just visualize how it's going to fit. I'm trying to it's get like, the consistency. Yeah, it's like well. the, the banner and the skyscraper, they're the worst ones because they're just like colors and a bit of text and just try and do it that way. Possibly a logo if the logo is not too detailed. Yeah, I have to have every single one of them because yes. I, I often think, has uh, any of any of this going to be useful for any other sort of? Yeah, new? because when you when you do, they're, they're more for like display remarketing. So when you're doing a remarketing campaign and you're on the and you're on Google or Microsoft's ad network, so they can put these these ads on any site that's a part of that, and they might have like the the skyscraper down the side, mm. and they might have the banner across the bottom, they might have um, and you know an inline ad that's just like 300 by 300. So they will have all of them, and if we don't have them, then we're we're taking out an avenue of where we could show. Why are the limitations? Like, so we've got all these um, different sizes, right? Yeah. We've got to have the consistency as well. Yeah. Uh, and there's limitations on how much copy you can use on certain platforms. But that's, what, why, that's why is that? Why is fi- the, just Facebook? It's the control aspect for Facebook. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they try and have it so that it's not a whole like, so it's not too salesy, but. Facebook is just a selling platform at the minute. Like, it's just a selling platform. Mm. So on LinkedIn, you don't have the limitations. On Google Display, you don't have those limitations. Those limitations are, are just Facebook only, and they are they are a pain when you come to do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you'll get ads disapproved on Facebook for absolutely no reason whatsoever, and then you'll reload them the next day and they're approved. Did they not change the uh, the text ratio? So it was it used to be you get disapproved, but then it was the more you had text on the ad, the less likely it was to be seen rather than, I know it used to be like a hard 25% rule, didn't yeah, it? Went, I think it went down to 20 at one point. Yeah, I, yeah, I think they have relaxed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can incorporate it as part of the image, that's always good, but that takes more time with design. Um, so yeah, it, yeah, I mean, the limitations, they are relaxing. Um, Ad roll is really good for display ads. That's one of the best platforms I like Adroll, working on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I love working on Adroll with display ads because you can do HTML5 and everything. Um, but it's something like on LinkedIn, you can't use uh, animations for some sponsored content posts. No. If you want to use a video, you can't do a lead gen campaign behind it, which is the most successful on there. So a lot of them, especially things like LinkedIn, that is ever evolving and it's getting better and better uh, because it's it's really like blown up in the last couple of years as an advertising platform. So hopefully 
they'll all start getting better with the limitations and the variations we can use. Yeah, we can hope, and obviously uh, we live in hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know if there's any other limitations from your side because I know content mm -hmm. like you write the content for these, but with that limitation in place, you know, trying to work out how much you can actually say in the space of like maybe. 15 to 20 characters. Oh no, it's 100. Uh, you've probably got 150 characters on LinkedIn to get your message on. Before, on the actual post. Before it, on the actual yeah, image? before it truncates it. Oh okay. Because um, nobody ever clicks see more on a LinkedIn post. No, it's. I mean, it's similar with everything. I used to write ad copy, so back in previous jobs when I was a content writer, and it, mm. it's a skill in itself to write something really succinct, but also something you want to convert. You know, you're going to spend money on this. You want to get your point across in as few characters or words as possible but they also need to understand why they should click that so it, it can be quite tricky because well. yeah it needs to make sense. sense yeah a b testing is a thing too or is it because oh it, it is massively like, I've, not, is. I've not had to do many in the recent week for ppc like most of it's been social but when it when mm -hmm. it comes to the actual well you are though because you're creating two variations of the the graphic aren't you because we're creating them in different colors so that 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 in itself is a form of testing and then we test the copy that goes with those. Yeah. And so what we'll find is we'll find out that different colours work in different countries better. We ran a campaign before in the United States and we had two colours of the ad. One was pink, one was purple. Nobody clicked on the pink ad at all. No? Nobody. Nobody clicked on it. Well. It just got thousands of impressions and nobody clicked <laughs> on it. And we had the exact same copy on the purple ad and its conversion rate was through the roof. So we just turned off the pink, pink probably in the wasn't the colour at the time to the. So that's it. Yeah. So it's just it's just one of those. So we're always testing, and and you don't realise that that when you give us the variations of the ads in the different colours with the different text on, that in itself is, is an A/B test, and that allows us to know yeah. more about what we're doing. It's what the cop what copy is going to be most effective, and what colour is going to attract the people the most. Or exactly. What kind yeah. Of you, you've got it. If you've got like quite a high level audience, that's like C level technology, that kind of thing. You're probably going to want to keep it really clean, like wide, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Make it look almost like clinical. Whereas if it's more manager audience, you could probably get away with being a little bit softer. Um, but also just like so, A/B testing isn't dead, really. Not it's never. Al it's It'll always, always be there. It'll, It'll always be. be there. Even even for like the 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 HubSpot strategists, the HubSpot consultants, they're always testing. Um, things like email headlines, you know, landing pages, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, even testing platforms against each other, run the ad on LinkedIn and Facebook if you've got an audience on both, which one's giving you the best CPA, um, you know, and then where do you allocate your budget? If you're getting more conversions in Facebook at a better cost, then why keep running it on both platforms? You know, you're sort of testing that yeah. every quarter when we do a new campaign plan you know we've got like an experimental culture here at digital 22 we, if we do a campaign plan what are we going to experiment what do we want to test what's a theory that we have that we might want to find out in this next quarter for a client and try and run that past and we say you know we've got a theory uh we want to try this platform so i mean chris was working on a client recently and i had a theory that i think twitter would be a good platform we don't know it for sure but yeah. if we can talk the client into trying that platform um, we'll find out. We'll do it for a quarter. We can always go back on it. We can always, you know, test different ad types. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I still don't enjoy doing PPC ads. I just <laughs> I, the only so the limitations of one side of it, and mm -hmm. the the side of it like social social posts that I create for the social social team. Um, there's a lot more freedom and flexibility. Mm -hmm. While I hate doing them and 
a lot of designers will agree that it can be a, a mundane task that you just having to step and repeat and do the same thing but for a different ad copy ad size and variations as well um, it there's still a huge importance on them which i fully understand uh, now even more in this podcast uh, which is great um but you guys like so ppc do, do you because we get this question a lot uh, as a, not even a question it's a statement i hate it but it says something like this is easy why is it so expensive is is ppc expensive yeah it is but it's the most effective why channel. is it so expensive because it's so competitive at the minute because as we develop as a society people are getting more and more impatient so they won't wait for their seo to kick in um so they want to do paid because that's quicker and if, if Google carry on the way they are, I think that um, they're taking more and more search results off the home page, so it's harder to get on the first page. So like our our SEO team are brilliant at what they do. Um, I'll never tell them that, but they are. <laughs> <laughs> but they're great at what they do. But the the fact of the matter is that if we've got a client who is struggling for a search term, then I can set up a campaign and okay. be above the number one listing within like three hours. Is it expensive though? Because if it's if it's done correctly, oh, yeah, your net correctly. spend is usually Would you you know, say you're in profit. Like, it's so I suppose it's expensive actually, relative. It's, yeah, if you if you're in profit on it, and like we said before, you know, for every pound you're spending, you're making five. Is that expensive? I so is it profitable? So so is it high risk, high reward, or is it low risk, high reward, or how I mean, would you? There's always a risk in anything you do. Like, well, yeah. You could send out, you could do an email marketing campaign, and the email could not respond very well. Um, Twelve months of SEO and not get that organic ranking you want. You know, nothing's guaranteed in digital marketing. No, absolutely not. No. Unless you've got a massive, massive PPC budget. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so for example, if you spent five grand and you got twenty-five back, is that five grand expensive? So someone said to me the other day, like, where, what's the most pressure? Is it managing a budget of, like, I, before I came here, I worked in a, a national car leasing company and the budget was 120,000 a month on PPC. Yeah. So, like, is there more pressure in managing that or is there more pressure in managing a budget for a client who's only got 500 pounds? Yeah. And I tell you, it's managing the 500 because every penny of that has to work. Yeah. There's no room for mm. testing, there's no room for invalid clicks, there's no room for anything to go wrong in that £500. Whereas if you've got 120000 and you get you know £1,000 worth of invalid clicks, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I think it depends on the client as well, because like, if they've got £500, like £500 to some clients might be a drop in the water, and it's not as risky, whereas some clients, I mean, £500 might be them stretching their marketing yeah. budget, and like, we need the results out of this, and it's, you know, you could say oh, £500 is not a lot on PPC, but it's all relative to what their budget is and what they're trying to achieve. So, yeah, definitely. We've had, we've had clients like that before where it's been small budgets to try and do stuff with, and you definitely feel more pressure because, you know, for them, they're monitoring that spend. They're, yeah. Daily. they're a lot more worried about that spend, so, you, you, you know, you need to get those results. Because we, uh, we do points allocation here at Digital 22, and uh, is there a lot of allocation for PPC then for, for, uh, from strategy's perspective? Yeah, um, obviously we've got different tiers now, so we work with, you know, the more channels that you use and the more points it spends, we've got that more, that price and it's now set and it's better for the clients because they can sort of increase and decrease from campaign to campaign yeah. as they want. Um, also gives us as strategists the flexibility that if the points are there, 
you know, I'd like to try another channel. The difficulty is that when we increase on another channel, mm. we also need to increase that budget somehow. Yeah. So we need more from the client. I mean, we don't take the, the ad spend, they pay that directly to whichever platform we're using. Um, but that's the other conversation you have to have. So as a tactic, it's easy to say, right, I want to do two channels because we've got the points for it. But it's also for the client then to commit some extra budget to make sure that we're not yeah. stealing from Peter to pay Paul for a different <laughs> no. channel. No, I mean, once had a client say, like, we said, what's the budget for paid? And they said, there isn't a budget, you know, the, the money's there, just spend it. I wish mm. we had that in design. Uh, well, <laughs> but, but there is a budget, because if I went and spent £5,000 in a day, I guarantee I'd have gone over budget. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there, is al- there is always a budget. You always need, what, what we try and do with the client is we try and work back from the top. So we'll look at what's the average, um, average lifetime value of a customer or average order value, for example. So if you get the average order value for an e-commerce client, and then we look back as to how many inquiries do we need to get to get them then customers. So if we can look at that, then we can work out what is an effective cost per acquisition for us. And then we can work that way and, and make sure it w- runs at a profit for them. Mm. Are there any topics or services that PPC works better for? You know, like we've got one of our clients that deals with uh, retail for shoes and, and, and for different workplaces they it, we've done some really good uh, campaigns for them for, for ppc for example um, is there anything that doesn't work or if something else is better suited to or does it is it one size fits all sort of thing um i, th- I don't think it's a one size fits all it depends on like the the sale time as well if you've got something like we i know a lot of, of SaaS companies do it but like their their sale time can be like two years so you've got to wait two years to see a return on your investment coming through yeah. from, from anything that's unpaid. Um, not, historically, e-commerce does really well on it. Um, things that have got quite a short lead time, they tend to do pretty well. Uh, but it all depends on, if it's high demand, it'll do well on paid. Mm. If something's in high demand, it'll do, it'll do really well on any of the paid channels. But then you, you do LinkedIn is your more B2C, B2B, sorry. Um, that's like a really good B2B platform. Right. Google and search tends to be higher intent. Um, so if people are on things like Google Ads, Microsoft Ads, their intent's higher. They've gone in and they clicked that search term. So I, I put that I'm searching for, you know, football boots, for example. Yeah. Whereas if you're on Facebook or LinkedIn and you're scrolling down, you're getting shown that audio, that advert because you're in those demographics. So search is higher intent. Uh, anything that's got a short lead time tends to work well. But I've not found anything that can't be sold on, on mm. online. I mean, I used to have a client when I when I worked for myself, um, we, we sold bonsai trees. Bonsai trees? Bonsai trees, literally er, anything to do with a bonsai tree, like the wire, the pots, the trees, the, the food, anything to do with See, trees. I'd love to do PPC ads for bonsai so tree. Yeah, it says more interesting. It, more you know, anything you, anything you could think client, of. But, but again, <laughs> they were a client that had a 500 pound a month budget. Yeah. So every, every single penny of that had to work for them. Yeah. And it's such a niche mm. that it that it did and they had a really good like standard in like there's a whole community out there about bonsai trees and everything like mm-hmm. so you know they had a it's really good China. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, these were these were in Britain, but I remember one year um that he, we got a massive ordering on the website because I think it was like one of the, the big corporate banks ordered a load of trees for their clients abroad. 
And so Does it also include like was the whole thing about like taking care of uh, bonsai trees? Because there's a certain someone who works at Twenty Two. I think, I think he's chucked his out the window. Uh, has he chucked his out? <laughs> I think window? so. Yeah. So there's a guy in uh, FDO team. Definitely, definitely wasn't Anthony. We was have it? to get him on. And have, uh, <laughs> have a design versus bonsai with Bill Well, bonsai. Yeah. I mean, he did not. He did not take care of that bonsai. No. Nah. I'm sorry to say. Like, I mean, to be fair, he I'm did. He did get COVID and couldn't really look after it in the office. Well, like people, yeah, camping. Dave tried to bring it back to life, didn't he? Yeah. Speaking of uh, Anthony, trees. well, speaking of bonsai, <laughs> speaking of a bonsai tree, Anthony Biggs, uh, he works in SEO. Uh, what's this whole debate about SEO versus PPC? Then, I mean, they do there isn't Chris loves this one. There isn't one really Look at him smiling like, on it. There so, isn't to me, one really. I, I've always heard things like SEO or. Are a, are, a, are a better thing than I think it's PPC. a friendly rivalry it's, you need you do need both it's friendly until it's not <laughs> no no you do need both you need you need PPC because SEO can take a while to kick in and when it's done properly they dovetail perfectly together if you've got something that you cannot rank for on SEO then put a PPC campaign behind it because you will get on the first page even if you can why not have two bites of the cherry so you get the number one spot on a keyword you want in organically so you're mm. there at the top but there there's four other people that are advertising above it you want to be in both you want to be top of page top of organic yeah. who's going to get the click out of that it's going to be the one you've seen your your, your twice. page twice also as well down they're like these guys are going to be the best because not only have they got up to the top organically they've also got the best ad up there yeah. who are you going to pick yeah. and as well if you've got the number one listing for example and there's four above you so there's that mm -hmm. and then they could put the maps in mm -hmm. and then they could put a feature snippet so before you know it, you are not even on, you're not even above the fold. You're like mm -hmm. two or three scrolls down on the first page, mm -hmm. but you've got the number one listing. And that, mm -hmm. that's not fair. I mean, I can't remember the stat now, but the majority of people on Google will scroll past the ads as well and click on the top organic search results because it's deemed to be higher quality, which is the whole point of Google search. So, yeah. you know, I know certainly when I scroll, I don't, tend to click on ads unless it's something that really grabs my attention I'd always go for that top result so yeah. it's not a versus thing I think it's like Chris said you want both there you want you need, them to work you, together you need both I think I'm oblivious to the ads at the top of Google where like I'll tell my dad as well like over time because I realised it my dad will just click on I, I do it I click on the first results and I think yeah that'll be sound I think someone said to me that oh you shouldn't click on those Google ads because mm -hmm. Uh, it's going to cost the people money for, for what, what you're clicking on. Just thinking, well, unless the competitors unless just the competitors. click on them as much as you can. No, we don't I mean, do that. Display. No, you've got to. Um, I mean, that's where the ad comes into play. Then it's where it's got to be engaging copy. It's got to have a good, clear call to action. Like it's got to tell people what they're looking for. So you you need in your ad to answer their query. So if if I'm looking for football boots, then I need to on a particular brand for example say I'm looking for Nike football boots Yeah. so if I see an ad for Adidas football boots I'm probably not going to click on it because the intent's not there No. So, but then if I see an ad from any any retailer who said oh you know we've got a huge range of Nike football boots um, every size stocked nationwide free delivery next day mm. probably going to click on that so they've got all the sizes they've got them in stock it's mm. free delivery Probably, probably everything I need it's a little bit like competitor ads isn't it which yeah. is like quite common practice of people bidding against their competitors brand names so you know if you type in digital 22 I bet there's other inbound marketing agencies that have got ads up there it's yeah, quite common yeah, practice there's nothing to stop it no, but no. I think we potentially argue that the intent's not there they're searching for 
that business specifically. Mm. So they're looking to find it. They're not looking to find a, we're also a, an inbound marketing agency. And therefore, yeah. why not click on us? Because it's like, well, I weren't searching for you. I think yeah. every, every company should do their own brand campaign mm-hmm. because like you said, though, because other people bid on it. Um, and it's because your your landing page score will be great, your, your quality score will be good, your expected click-through rate will be great. So all that, all your relevancy mm-hmm. and everything will get you a really, really cost-effective cost per click. Yeah. And it's just protecting the brand. I mean, there's a lot of companies out there who are almost arrogant when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. Like not having a branded campaign up, it can cost you money because while we are the number one organic, you are correct, but mm-hmm. your competitors are in there above mm. you and they're getting seen first on your branded name. Yeah. And I saw one the other day that was really sketchy. Without naming any names, one of our clients' competitors has got an ad against their brand name and they've actually used our client's brand name in the ad, which I, I mistook it myself at first because they're a new client and I looked on it, I was like, oh, I wonder if you've got like a reseller yeah. site or something like oh, that because the brand sure. names. Or if they're collaborating even. Yeah, on that, so, like. I, so I clicked on it, realized it was a competitor ad and when I spoke to the client, they were like, yeah, we've been trying to get it down for a while. They're arguing that it's an industry term and they're well within the rights to put it in there. And I, that's that's okay. really sketchy tactic okay. for me, but, but it happens right. and yeah, that's why defensive tactic is to make sure you've got your own brand name bidded on it seems daft to have to pay for your own brand name when people are searching for you but you know those who don't do it i mean our brand name is trademarked as well so you mm-hmm. know that's you you you, you like, if you're advertising on a trademark term you know you, you can get in trouble for that can you or can they add that to a keyword group i'm not i don't think you can because mm. it's i mean it's a company name it's not like you could mm-hmm. have have it as a keyword could you really Mm. I mean, there might be ways around it. All you could do is just add it as a negative. If anyone's watching from them organisations, just add it as a negative. I think what I know I'll send you an email. They'll argue, though, won't they, that we're not bidding on that. So, like, our brand name is Digital22. They could say, oh, I'm just bidding on digital. And it's just showing up naturally in that. And it's like, well, you're probably not. But yeah. You yeah. could argue the case. Yeah, you can. You mm-hmm. can. And we'll love arguing the case. Mm. That's what we're here for <laughs> in this design versus podcast. Um, stay tuned for the SEO versus PPC. Uh, that could be a. That will take part in a boxing ring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it's you versus Anthony, that's just a ridiculous bit. No, he'll have, his, he'll have his butler doing it. <laughs> <laughs> there is a question that I did want to ask. Um, now, the question I've written down roughly, right? So I'm not going to say that it's bad for inbound marketing because inbound marketing, obviously, it's the so as obvious as it is, it's complete opposite to what we do, what we know as with normal marketing that we don't do cold calling, we don't attract PPC, on the other hand, is advertising in itself. Like you, you mm-hmm. are constantly putting up ads for people to see and click on and say, hey, look at me, I'm a product mm-hmm. or a service. Is it bad for inbound marketing or rather is it, does it affect inbound marketing in a negative way? I mean, I don't technically think so I mean, if it's doing what it's doing. For me, PPC is still inbound marketing, particularly Google ads, because people are coming to us in that sense. Yeah, I suppose you could argue that with social ads, we're finding people and we're putting ourselves there. But actually, if you're delivering, you know, a lot of our ads, they're not ads like come and buy our product. They're, we've got a nice piece of content that you'll find really useful. Download it. Download it, so it's not straight up. We're trying to sell to you we're giving you content that you like so they're coming to us willingly they're not you know we're not ringing them up interrupting yeah, the day they're researching out and they're mm-hmm. reading these blogs and yeah. suddenly they, they come across these mm-hmm. people yeah, and mm-hmm. right and that's their that's our way of so they, they're kind of not intertwined but they, they work quite well uh 
not hand in hand, but you know, alongside each other in biomarketing and PPC, would you say? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, organic's great, and that's that nice sustainable traffic that you're going to get. But you always need that little bit of push. With but why would you not want a good mix of traffic? You know, if you, if you rely on any it. one tactic too heavily, mm-hmm. you, you really leave yourself open to, you know, one day the game change. I mean, for example, the organic Google changes the game constantly. Sure. And if you were to be just focused on organic, I mean, we've all seen it. A new Google algorithm update comes out and it's traffic falls tank. off a cliff, and it's like, if you're so reliant on just organic that could be you having a few really bad months while your SEO agents tries to fix it. Whereas if you've got page, you can make that work a little bit harder to make yeah. sure you know that traffic's still coming through, those leads are still coming through. Okay. And it's it's a little bit like anything, you know, mm. you, you need to protect yourself and make sure there's there's backups and there's contingency plans for things. Me yeah, you'd have all your eggs in one basket. Me and sorry. Christian spoke about this yesterday. Um, he, was, he used to work on a client who got 80% of the traffic in from social on Instagram. Right. All it takes is your, your account to get banned for a violation or limited or anything like that. And before you know it, you've lost 80% of your traffic through TSAT. Mm. Now, I don't know many companies out there who can afford to lose 80% of their traffic no, through TSAT. No, absolutely no. Or can have 80% of their traffic actually coming in through just one channel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something you've always got to look to diversify it and, and make sure you've got steady push streams. Push it as much as possible. Exactly, yeah. yeah. If, you've got, if there's something there that you could y- utilise, then it'd be foolish not to. Right, lads, so I'm going to now change the whole sort of pace of this and we'll come towards the end of this podcast. Uh, we'll do the quick fire round. Now, last night, I spent, we did discuss this in a pre-meeting where we'd go through certain potential things that I could ask as questions, but I slightly changed it all. Like, I still want, like, simpler answers. You don't yeah. have to, like, I don't want you to go too much into details on it. No rambling, Chris uh, saying basically. For example, <laughs> a question might be, who's the better designer, me or Dave? Dave. Just an example. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just an example. I didn't expect you to... So quickly you said that. Did you hear that? Honestly, yeah. You're, You're going to say I, Dave I, as well. I didn't even answer, Bilal. I, 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 I still prefer you SEO. Depends on what, it depends on what they're doing. If it's e-books, Bilal's the man. He is, yeah. yeah. If it's anything with crayons or Crayola Dave. It was just an example question, lads. It was just, yeah. We're both obviously... Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Dave's senior, yeah. I'm, I'm middleweight, and he's... It's like Chris and Christian, who's better at PPC. Oh, yeah, Christian's yeah, the young upstart that's yeah. uh, gunning for the crown. He's gunning for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gunning for SEO, like always. You know, good, mate. Like, uh, they need all the help they can get. I rarely work with them. <laughs> 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 um, so I'll, I'll start through these questions. Just, you know, I'll ask you both. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll let you answer first. Okay, there you go. Right, so... And, and these are random and sometimes relevant, sometimes not. Okay, okay. so just say what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, opening a new window or in a new tab? New tab. New tab. New tab, yeah. yeah. New tab, yeah. Uh, single scroll websites or multi page websites? Multi page. Multi page? Multi page. Multi page. Got to separate it out. I can't wait to see someone who says single scroll to this Well, they're, they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PPC or SEO? I mean, I mean, I can answer, I can answer for us both. PPC. <laughs> I'm going to go SEO. Oh, there we go. Just to be controversial. There we go. That's all okay. right. Okay. All right. Is, this question's a bit different. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You have to drop one forever. Which do you drop? Facebook. You drop Facebook? Yeah. Facebook. You drop yeah. Facebook. We work with yeah. a lot of B2B clients. Yeah, well. Do you mean personally? Oh, pe- personally, like which yeah, one? Yeah, personally. Which one? No, no, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
still Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we clarified that, Paul. <laughs> I, I, I thought you meant for like clients. No, 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 no. Oh, you've got uh, I should have specified that's, that's my fine. fault. But mm-hmm. like, I've got, I've got all three. But I never use Twitter, Facebook, connected to Instagram. Oh, I love now. Twitter. Oh, I, like I, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, I don't post on it though. I just love scrolling on it's it. It's reading. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, organic or paid? That's same question. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just thought of these questions <laughs> last night. Um, mobile first or uh, desktop first? Mobile De- first. Depends on the client. I thought that would be... It does. Uh, yeah. We've got a client at the minute. We've got a few who are very much like tech clients, so they're, all their traffic comes from desktop, so it'd be absolutely pointless mm. doing mobile first. I think when mobile first done right, though... The desktop still looks great. It does, so yeah, but I mean, you could, you could have it. The opposite way around, though. And it's easier to design desktop first for me. Like, <laughs> I don't know what Dave will think to this, but uh, personally, I prefer to make the desktop. And uh, like, we, we, we end up doing it as a chore for the, for the mobile friendly. And it's just like, you've got to make sure everything fits in, in the fold before you can scroll down and look at the rest of it. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how creative are you? I think I'm. I'm a solid five. You're a solid I'd, five. I'd give myself like a, a seven or an eight. Well, I mean, if I've got you're a making background. If you're making noodle sandwiches, you've got to have a higher bar, but <laughs> lo- lower results from from that. So I'm going seven or eight. I was a, a copywriter, content you were. writer, so you that, were, that's so my creative background. Well, I'd say five. I write the ads and everything, but I mean they're they're more more for effect than for mm-hmm. like mm. substance, really. CTR. Or CPA. 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 It's mm-hmm. all about that cost per acquisition. Yeah. You get the cost per acquisition right, the CTR will be I have no idea anyway. what this means. I've written it down, click per action <laughs> and click through rate, right? Is that? No, cost per acquisition. It's got a glossary of PPC terms towards that. You've got his sister to do these for you, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, dumb it down for me, please. Uh, <laughs> a night in or a night out? Depends. Oh, what it does depend? I like a night out, to be fair. At, at our age, I mean, at my age, at 30. I'm not uh, playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan will put the ages here, here, and here. <laughs> here do. for my age. Yeah. Um, Favourite thing about working at Digital 22? Culture. 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 Straight up answer that. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Straight on it. <laughs> I'd say culture, too, to be honest. The people. The people? Yeah, the definitely. People. Um, and finally, how do you pronounce stare? <laughs> stare. Stare. Oh, he did it. Oh, he did it right time. this time. Okay. Try chair. Chair. Oh, he's doing it on purpose. No, I only do it when you go chur, because that is not correct. because no, so. you say chair. Well, you say chur, and it's not right. This sure. is I was about the, the multi-award winning artist. <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> and obviously, these were relevant and irrelevant, but let's finally settle the debate, okay? Um, does mayo belong on chips? No, yes. never. Unequivocally. Disgusting. Okay. Disgusting. So you're saying... Never. 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 Don't put it on anything. Uh, Avoid it. Absolutely. It I banned. do not have chips without mayonnaise. Jonathan's, it should be banned. Jonathan's at the back shaking his head. He's oh, no, he's not in the chat, sorry. Well, he's he's not in the He's in agreement. Oh, my way. That's why you're off camera. Yeah. If he agrees, I mean, I disagree as well, so... What's also due to have chips, then? Ketchup. Ketchup. Like every other normal person. Like a normal person should. But do you know what's great? I can do both, so I'll have oh, a little blob of mayo, yeah, oh, a little blob of ketchup, <laughs> and I bet you put gravy on it and all. And then in the middle, <laughs> in the middle, it goes all pinky, so you can like have a dip of all three. You've got like, I think it's called Mary Rose sauce, don't you? Oh, do, yeah. yeah. Lovely. And if you want, Sam Wright's got a beige cookbook coming out. Also, is this autumn? We're still waiting <laughs> for it, actually. For the first time, I tried barbecue and mayo, and actually. What, barbecue mixed with barbecue mayo? Barbecue sauce. Not mixed, I don't like mix it up, but I put a blob of each on the thing, and then when you get your chip, you sort of give it a little mix. Yeah, I could wholeheartedly. 
and you know, I endorse that. I mean, Jonathan's doing <laughs> Jonathan's that. Jonathan's well doing that. He, puts, <laughs> he puts blueberries in his lunch randomly, so. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that Which is okay if it's it? porridge. No, it's not. No, it's okay. chicken. He's <laughs> got chicken veg with banana and blueberries. I'm like, oh, you put your dessert in with your main. That's nice. <laughs> I did a pie butty last week. You did. That was spectacular. Then you're off for two days of indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris. Yes, uh, mate. Uh, if we'd like to know about more of your podcast for paid marketing podcast, um, what could we expect to see? Next, the next episode, uh, Sam kindly gave us the title for the last episode, which Just was the alternatives to Google Ads. And the next one is what does a PPC manager do? So we're going to run through that, what we do like daily, weekly, monthly. Um, and yeah. Excellent. Please check that out on our YouTube channel. Uh, that is our episode on PPC. I'd like to thank both our guests again. Uh, thank you guys for debating with me. No worries. We do get paid for this, don't we? Cheers for having me. Uh, I said I'd start. I bribed you guys into this one. I, I did McDonald's, say... McDonald's, I think you said. Yeah, I, I heard yeah, that. I did bribe you. He's going to have to go get thing. mail from elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's doesn't give mail out with the chips, and this is a bug me forever, but... Yeah. Uh, and that concludes the episode of Design vs. PPC. Thanks for tuning in, and if you enjoyed this debate, stay tuned for more, and until then, see you later.